Welcome to the Heavenly Banquet, where the hungry are filled with good things. I'm Charlotte. I'm Chad. Chad, I want to talk about something. I'd like to. I want to rant about something. Alright. People are being mean on the internet again. <laughs> Shocking. And, <laughs> not just mean, but wrong. <laughs> I believe it. So. I want to talk a little bit about this because this has kind of been my week. I don't want to bring up the particulars of like the tweets that I've seen or who wrote them because it's just going to give attention to these people who are basically professional trolls. Okay. But I want to talk more about like what we do or maybe how I'm trying to encounter some of this because when I see these folks writing their misogynistic or their bigoted anti LGBTQ tweets, Mm -hmm. I do feel the need to say something because I don't want that to be the only voice out there. And I want the poor kid or whoever is in these mar- these groups that are being picked upon, if they click on that tweet, they might see one at least response saying, no, that's not what I think, right? Yeah. Um, on the other hand, here's what I want to caution people about, I think, is that these people who hold these positions of using scripture or the Christian faith to bludgeon folks, uh, particularly gay folks, they do not have evidence on their side, being scriptural or scientific, or certainly not the fruits of love on their side. And so when we tend to enter into the fray with our word studies and our historical criticism Mm -hmm. and our things like the law of love Mm -hmm. that is not compelling to them (laughs) and they are just going to continually yell the bible says without actually knowing what it is the bible says you want you want to engage and you're going into it assuming they're going to argue with good faith that is they're going to listen to good arguments they're going to have a back and forth exchange perhaps admit they're wrong and none of that's happened yeah and none of that is going to happen so okay thank you so let's throw those expectations maybe out the window okay mm-hmm. and maybe decide that the only reason to enter into these kinds of discussions or to uh, respond to any of these tweets is for the sake of an audience that you may or may not know is the sake of other people who are being bludgeoned in this way to, to, to see that there are other people who, who don't believe this way um, and who believe the things that they do believe like me because of a serious consideration of scripture and theology um yeah other christians who love them yes 
because that's part of the problem, right? You, these voices are, I mean, what I hear you saying is at, at the very least, you want to offer another voice that is Christian that says, look, you are loved, you are accepted, and so on. Yeah. Versus, versus getting into a debate with someone who's not going to argue in good faith. Right. So recognizing that they were already starting from a bad faith argument that is not grounded in a serious exposition of scripture or the Christian tradition means that if you enter in with an argument that is based in scripture or the Christian tradition, that it's moot to them. It's not going to change their hearts or minds um, because right. they've started actually from the position of hating gay people or hating women and are using contorting scripture to prop up that position. So if you come in and you say, actually, the Greek word means this, and it wasn't translated until, you know, uh, mm -hmm. 1946 this way, blah, 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 they do not know that, <laughs> or they do know that, and they don't care. It right. doesn't matter. And what will happen almost immediately, because they can't go tit for tat with you because they have no evidence to support their argument, no scriptural evidence actually to support their argument, that they will go nearly immediately to ad hominem attacks. Cutting you down. Yeah. And it'll just, they'll go through your profile. They'll go through your pictures. They'll tell mm. you how ugly that you are. They'll make fun of your cat. They'll just I know it's just incredibly <laughs> irrational what? and cruel. Why are you bringing my cat in? Not it? the kitties. So I want that as kind of a warning. Um, now I will run into the fray because you can't hurt my feelings. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I want that somebody out there might see, you know, a, a different opinion. But I also sometimes question that because ultimately beyond scriptural evidence the tradition what paul may may not have actually meant about these in mm. these clobber passages beyond all of that i do not want to participate in the demeaning exercise of debating the basic dignity of others. And that's what those things are an actual invitation for, right? So there's even a way in which if I come running in and I say, well, no, because, because of this. And so women aren't trash because of this. And no, gay people are fine because of this. There doesn't need to be a because of this. Do you understand what I'm saying? There's a way in which that's starting to legitimize that there should be any debate whatsoever of whether women or gay people or people of different races and ethnicity are just as much created in the image of God and valued and loved as anybody mm -hmm. else. In what world of this faith can that be on the table because and we've talked about this before even in the around the issues of interpreting scripture 
ultimately, the law of love stands above all of this. So if my interpretation is leading me toward a place of hurting somebody else, which all of these interpretations that uh, promote misogyny, that promote bigotry, absolutely are, then my interpretation is wrong. Yeah. And I'm going to go even further than that to say that if if somebody was able to, in some world, come up with just the most striking empirical evidence out of Jesus's mouth himself, mm-hmm. that women shouldn't be in ministry, that women uh, shouldn't have bodily autonomy, that uh, who you love could possibly be sinful in some way, that the way that God created you was somehow wrong in some way. If if there was some, if somebody produced a videotape of Jesus saying that, I'm suddenly not on the side of Jesus. <laughs> because I am not going to worship a God who hates people and who hurts people and not just people, the people he created. Right. The fact that somebody has or these people have christianity so screwed up in their minds i think this is proof that it's not christianity and never was to begin with but that you can have these documents of our faith so contorted that you can believe that it's supposed to lead you to a place of oppressing someone else You missed the point. You missed or neglecting the, the good they need. Hmm? Or neglecting the good they need. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah, misses the point, like you're saying. I almost wonder if instead of, you know, coming with, with knowledge and books and arguments and facts and stuff, if the real question that should be posed to some of these people isn't just, what do you think this faith is about? What do you think the point of Christianity is? You know what they're going to say. What? Their personal salvation. So boring. (laughs) Well, it's only one aspect of God's love for all creation, for all of humanity. Uh, Anyways, I I feel like that's going to be the response. I don't understand how you get there if you've read the Gospels. You know, I don't understand how you get there if you've read the Hebrew Bible. I mean, it's a communal redemption. Yeah. It's all yeah. about the the people, not a person, right? Mm-hmm. I want to live into a faith that is intentionally welcoming and affirming anti-misogynistic anti-bigotry not because it's what i like not just because i think it's the right or good or humane thing to do but because that is what i see in scripture that's what i understand the gospel to proclaim and it's also how i understand the first couple centuries of Christianity working that out too 
in an approach that that seeks the vulnerable and not the powerful and a, and a faith that was ridiculed by the Romans as being mm-hmm. a women's religion you know That's filled right. with orth- orphans and widows and uh this virgin office that that was not about really um sexual politics but about women deciding to be single and to dedicate themselves to this work of ministry mm-hmm. and it just makes me so mad. Yeah. It just makes me so mad to see my faith maligned and used in this way by people who are not only intentionally trying to hurt other people, but are doing that for their own ultimately economic benefit and basically for clout. Yeah. Um, that that's the way that you want to build a career is off of twisting the Christian faith into something hateful as a way to build yourself up. Like you don't get it. I don't need any more proof than that. I don't need your this verse out of First Corinthians and this verse out of Timothy. You don't get it. You're you're that's the enterprise you're after. You don't get it. Yeah. And they wonder why people are leaving the faith in droves. Well, because there's no love in it, y'all. So I hear you saying not not to engage because they're gonna argue in bad faith. I don't I don't wanna say okay, if you are a queer person. I, I don't I don't think there's any sense in you engaging because I don't think you need to defend your own humanity. Okay. And like I said, with the issue of it going so fast into an ad hominem attack, I think it could be a really dangerous psychologically uh, yeah, yeah. thing for you to try to accomplish. Now you you you're good. You feel good about yourself. Get in there. That's not my business. <laughs> Yeah. But I want to caution that that's where they're going to go. And so as a form of public witness for your other siblings out there, I think that's a useful, can be a useful thing. Mm-hmm. And a life-giving thing and maybe a life-saving thing for some people. But I caution that because they're not coming from a place of good faith, that they're not going to engage in a good faith debate with you. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's ultimately a testament to how far outside of scripture and the faith they are, and that they have appropriated the language and the tools of Christianity for their own use and, and a cause that is actually opposed to Christianity. And that, what I've just said, then places them with the beasts in Revelation. And I'm serious about that. That's not a joke. <laughs> I know. I know. I know. Did, did you cover this in a, in a recent episode? Yeah. But th- we're with you. That's not a joke. That's 
that is the scary stuff is the people who use the marks and the language of Christianity to for something else. I'm telling you, this stuff isn't Christianity, and it's so far removed from the gospel that I don't even know if it's worthy of being addressed, other than to say, that ain't it, buddy. Um, my God is love. My God created us for love, to love, to be loved, continually calls us into love, will ultimately bring us into the fullness of his love. So if you're opposed to that, you're you're out, you're not, you're not in the agenda. There's just a ton of of literature on these issues, on dealing with some of these passages, on trying to study like what's really going on historically, culturally, linguistically, how we might mm-hmm. wrestle with them in light of actual science and biology. What I what I'm also begging for though is to say not only do those things not matter to these people and is not going to be evidence that will convince them anyway. I don't know that it's evidence that should really be what convinces us either because the overarching rule and the one piece of evidence that we have is love God and love one another as I have loved you. Mm-hmm. So that's the story and that's the faith. And if you're opposed to that, you're opposed to God. And I think that's enough. I think that's enough. And I think that's enough. I think it's more than sufficient. And I think any time that we've, maybe this, any time that anyone has ever debated the dignity of people, history has not been kind to them. And I think that people in the the, uh, Southern portions of America should be maybe most hip to this Mm -hmm. because the same things that these guys are, and they're largely men are doing to you with scripture to promote misogyny and bigotry are the exact same tactics that were used by the American South to contort scripture to promote slavery and the continued subjugation of black and brown people through Jim Crow era and continuing. Maybe the most interesting or fun part of all of this is that a lot of these people are still ultimately aligned with white nationalism and that their misogyny and bigotry actually just fall within that same framework. But it's not the faith of Jesus, and it's not the faith of love, and it's not my faith. I broke into hives. (laughs) You're a little blotchy. Yeah. (laughs) Is that that, uh, emotion? I don't know. What what do you think a good tactic would be other than trying to engage in debate? Because that's not going to work. I know that from my own experience. And in some ways, you give them more air. Yeah. That's a problem. What I try to do, okay, 
here's the best kind of framework that I've developed. If something like this comes across my feed, I would generally make a comment or let's say it's Twitter. Let's, let's stay on Twitter so I can use one bit of, of jargon there. If a tweet like this comes through my feed, I'm going to reply because I want two things. I want somebody out there who desperately needs to see somebody opposed to that to have something to say. Mm -hmm. And I also want to kind of ratio this guy, which I know you don't do Twitter, but mm -hmm. means that if you end up with more comments on your tweet than likes, we call that ratioed, meaning mm -hmm. more people were, it's because Twitter doesn't have a dislike button. Uh. <laughs> then we're looking at, oh, you actually, maybe most of your comment section is people being angry about something that you've written. So try uh -huh. to contribute to that. But I try to write in a way that is not going to be ad hominem. I'm not going to attack that person's educational or religious background. Mm -hmm. I'm going to try to just write something about actually your, you know, or, or affirm, particularly if it's something about gay people mm -hmm. or other queer folk, then I'm going to write God is love. Uh, God created you in love. You are loved and mm -hmm. kind of be gone with it. That if somebody says that something about being queer is a sin, then there's no sin about the way you were created. There's nothing sinful about who you love. That's just, let me just throw that in the mix and walk mm -hmm. away. If I start getting replies back, then I might go a little bit tit for tat again, for some, hopefully somebody else's benefit. But what I try to monitor for myself is first, because I really want to be snarky. <laughs> and that's not helpful. It's fun and other it people will like it. Yeah. But I'm not going to be snarky. I'm going to make try to make simple statements of the facts as I see them. Mm -hmm. I'm going to be affirming. And to try to maintain that no matter what is coming from the other side. Mm. And also when I start to write something or have written it before I hit send, try to ask myself again, is this contributing in mm. any way? Is this upbuilding love or am I more trying to tear this other person down? Mm. Am I exhibiting the love that I'm trying to call them into? Because there are ways to be opposed to these kinds of things that can upbuild. And then there are ways to, because I want to just tell them they're, they're, they're big doo-doo heads who are dumb. I know. I know. And there's fun ways to say that. <laughs> there's so many ways to say that. <laughs> but that's great that's a gosh just hearing you say that i'm thinking yeah i should really try harder at that and you're gonna let them have the last word because they will not let you have the last word right. i mean it's just never going to happen okay so you have just get to a place where their last word is just looking it's gonna look ridiculous 
and let that be your last word. Right, yeah. Them looking like an idiot. They've wandered into the entirely absurd territory. You said what you said that was bounded by a study of scripture, history, theology, etc. You let that sit for itself. Let other people read that. They've gone. They've gone to a place where they're making fun of the way you look or your cats, mm-hmm. or the fact that you have cats and no husband. You know, and you let that, and you let that speak to the absurdity of their original position. Yeah, yeah, nice. Because really that, because all of the things that they wanted to say in the tween time about how oh no it's not I'm I am loving them by mm. telling them they're sinful and blah 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 then we got to that place where you decided that you wanted to pick on the the way my face looks or whatever then you're letting me know that was never had anything to do about love. Mm-hmm. Because if it didn't, you wouldn't have ended up just ridiculing random stuff right. that has nothing to do with anything. You Now you've shown your <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you did so good. <laughs> I think I can beep that one. <laughs> well, I mean, no, I can't. <laughs> I will. <laughs> <laughs> That's really helpful, though. Because I can get right snorky on some of these threads, which is not good. I just, yeah. you don't have to, here's, here's, you don't have to take in every invitation to a debate, period. You don't have mm-hmm. to accept every invitation to a debate. You never have to debate your dignity or the dignity of other people. Mm-hmm. That's, that is presupposition number one. And if people aren't on board with that, then you cannot go anywhere else with them because your world and my world are entirely removed from one another. And all that can result in those discussions is trying to figure out a way to tear me down or tear down the people that I love. They're ultimately working from a troll position. Mm -hmm. You must be so careful (laughs) that... They do not lure you into troll-like behavior as well. Right. Um, And so when their stuff's ridiculous, when they're doing, uh, you know, little memes and things back at you instead Mm -hmm. of actual arguments, um, that you're not throwing memes and whatever back, Um, that you're just letting it sit, letting them look ridiculous, you said what you said, and you just just have to let it go and walk away. Do not let them occupy any more of your time or any more of your energy. You're witnessing for somebody else. You're witnessing for Christ, and you're witnessing for the people who are going to be hurt by the awful things that they've said. Mm-hmm. And you let your voice stand between them, and then that's all you can do. Stop.